This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One game. An NBA Finals seventh game. One game. The difference between basketball immortality and crushing disappointment. One game, a chance to become a legend, a hero, a champion. What motivates me now more than ever is winning another championship. It's going to take heart. It's going to take an uncanny amount of energy and strength. To win a championship was one of the most emotional times of my life because that's what I play for. One game, a chance for a legacy to grow. One final game. A season-long journey draws to a close. Top of the world! Top of the world! Hello, and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast at harvardproxism.com. I am Jason Mann, and with me as always is Rich Krejci. Rich, glad to be with you. Absolutely. We've uh, we finally, the end of our journey of, of, you know, breaking down these Game 7s, and we've come, like the NBA season, to the final point the NBA Finals, and this is uh, it's going to be a monster kind of series of shows we're going to do here, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. A lot of a lot of research, a lot of work put in, and, and it's just good information, too. I mean, what's better than an NBA Finals Game 7? Like, come on. Yeah, so, so we're going to do uh, something a little different. We're going to do some um, bite-sized um, looks at uh, the uh, Game 7s of the NBA Finals, all 18 of them. We're going to do a eight-part series, uh, breaking down two or three each show, so... Um, yeah, we think it'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a, it'll be neat to look at. Uh, there's obviously a wide variety of uh, of games, although many of them involve the Lakers and the Celtics. So we're we'll talking about unfortunately, them but, but that's okay. But that's gonna happen. That's gonna be history. So it's like if we did a baseball, but we talk about the Yankees probably like seventy percent of the time. It's just you can't. There's nothing you can do, nothing right? You can do no. So uh, you blame the Hawks for trading Bill Russell, I guess. So. Right. Yeah, it's all their fault, really. Yeah. It's really the St. Louis Hawks' fault. It really is, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so um, so we'll be getting into that soon. But, of course, you can uh, check us out on uh, Facebook at uh, Over and Back NBA, on Twitter at Over and Back NBA as well. Um, you can uh, find uh, the Hardwood Paroxysm iTunes feed Um with all the uh, with us and all the other great uh, podium game podcasts that are on there, it would be great if you could uh, leave a rating and review uh, on iTunes. It helps yes. people find the, uh, the, exactly. the shows. Yeah, and yeah, uh, more people listening, more people interacting on Twitter, more fun, more you know topic requests and stuff. It's perfect. Yeah, just do it. So we would come on. Uh, any uh, <laughs> right? Any feedback that we can get uh, on uh, what we're doing, uh, positive or negative, we uh, we definitely appreciate it. So uh, that's what makes the show better. Yeah, and if you have any topic ideas, I mean, and I mentioned that sort of haphazardly, but it, it's true. I mean, there's been numerous shows where someone said, hey, it'd be pretty cool if you guys talked about blah, blah, blah. And then we, like, do a little cursory research, and we're like, yeah, that would be a great show if we talked about blah, 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 or whatever. So let us, you know, what's your blah, blah, blah? Yeah. <laughs> Send it. We'd like to Send know. Send us your blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on to the show. 
All right, and now we are talking about our 10th choice, the San Antonio Spurs and the Detroit Pistons in 2005, the Spurs winning 81 to 74. <laughs> we talked about it in our last game, an ugly game seven. This uh, this might take the cake here. This is a a pretty bad one, and, and it was bad when I was watching the highlights and uh, you know the crowd's going nuts or whatever in these shots, and I'm looking at the time and I'm like, guys, it's it, you know it's 67 to 61. Chill out, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Like it's like the middle way through the third quarter. I was like, oh no, there's like five minutes left in the game. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, not a classic. Exactly what you would assume a Pistons Spurs game seven in 2005 would look like. It's uh was not the prettiest game ever, but hey, it's fine. Yeah, you know, the one thing that's... We love him just the same. Yeah, the, the one thing that stood out to me in the... Um, in, as far as the highlights go, is just, like, how dynamic Ginobili was, like, how fast he oh, was, yeah. how, like... I mean, he's obviously... He was a great player even when he got older, but just, you, you know, you see a guy 10 years younger than you're used to him seeing, and it's just, you know, complete, you know his hair's flopping all around, you know, he's just... He, he's... <laughs> He's so quick and so dynamic, um, you know, uh, you know, most of the time where, you know, obviously can do that or at least a version of that in spurts these days. But, um, yeah, it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. he I knew he was good, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's just an extra like, oh, yeah, he was really good. And this features one of my all time favorite plays of all time of like any players that one where he splits the two guys goes up with one, you know, and then there's a defender on his on his right side. So he goes and dunks with his left yeah, hand. That's it's like, great. It's like, yeah, like there's like four or five guys in the frame that are trying to defend him. But because he's so good with both hands, they don't know which side to guard. And then he just ends up dunking with like his offhand. It's just it's 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 such a good dunk. And it's 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 you really have to see it to remember. It. And you've seen it thousands of times. You might not remember it, though. But it, when, when you see the highlights of it or if you look it up specifically, you'll see it. it's like one of my all time favorite plays because it's just amazing. He literally goes through all five you know Pistons at one point. And, and and dekes every single one of them out to get an open dunk. It's it, it's it's crazy. It's so so good. But yeah, the big floppy hair. I, I, I sometimes forget about the floppy hair Ginobili. Hair. I always kind of assume we we have the hair the the, the Ginobili we have now with a shave with a little bit of gray in there. But no, he was a a floppy mess at this point. But yes. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Uh, another interesting part of this um, as well. There's a lot of stuff that went into this game and a lot of like sort of narratives going in and out of it. Uh, the Pistons were looking to become the first team ever to win the last two games. On the road after being down three two and and you know I mean for a lot it was pretty close to doing it but uh you know there till kind of the final few minutes so uh, definitely an interesting run and also um uh, the matchup between uh, Brown and Popovich was was really significant Brown um, gave Popovich his start in coaching on the NBA when he yeah. named him the uh, original staff of the Spurs when when Larry Brown came over uh, and then another fun interesting tidbit I found in a story as the two coaches dined often during the playoffs including the night before the deciding game and uh, pop in, in in very uh poppy and <laughs> quote uh, last night was very it was real special for both of us so we spent time together and talked very little bit about basketball which is awkward because that's all we ever do we haven't talked much about why we're on the planet or <laughs> what our fate might be upon death and what happens to an individual at that point it's always napkins and salt shakers and all this st- uh, all the stuff that doesn't matter so i don't know what the hell pop <laughs> is talking about but uh that works so that's no oh, popovich but uh you mean there's life less. you mean there's more life than basketball I, <laughs> why are they on this planet? I don't, I don't know. You know. Let's just talk about how to defend the zone. Yeah. So that's that's about how to how to break the zone. But uh, yeah, it was a, it definitely not at the most exciting series, but but a, a very good game seven and just a super hot crowd in, in in San Antonio as well. It's that's something I always remember, and it's always been sort of a, a benchmark of San Antonio and the Spurs out those dynasties. Those crowds are always so so good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they were great, and um, yeah, I mean. I, you know, I think we kind of forget a little bit about the 
I don't know, forget it, but like, you know, the, I mean, the Pistons came very close to having, you know, to being a back-to-back uh, title team. And, yeah. you know, of course, they had those six Eastern Conference Finals runs in a row. And, you know, they, they were a really good team. But this would have, you know, winning this game, a couple of plays are a little bit different. And, you know, we think, I think, more highly of them than, you know, w- we might because, you know, they only won one title. You know, it's just yeah. funny how those things happen. Well, it's funny because this is a team that always comes up when people sort of mention, you know, because I always get in the argument and say, you know, you need a you need a true superstar to win, you know, in the NBA, you know, these days or forever. I mean, look at honestly the history of the NBA and the people always say, well, what about the 2004 Pistons? And I go, man, that team was really good with a lot of really good yeah. players. Like, I mean, like I mentioned, it wasn't this like one spur of the moment, fun little like run in 2004 where, oh, my God, we shocked the world and beat the Lakers and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, they kind of did, but then they didn't go away. I mean, they yeah. stayed around for the rest of the decade. And like you said, six straight East. Eastern Conference Finals appearances, I don't think that's the little team that could every single year. I mean, that's a really, really good team with, you know, three, you know, surefire Hall of Famers, you know, maybe even a fourth, you know, really just being yeah. the, the benchmarks of that team. I mean, that that that's why they were good, not because so, so, they were a fun, scrappy team, you know. So wait, who are the surefire Hall of Famers? So Billups, obviously. Yeah, Billups, uh, Rashid. Yeah, you get a little – yeah, no, maybe not Ben Wallace. I don't know. I mean, he won four <laughs> so, defensive player – yeah, I, he might be one of those ones that it would take a few years. Yeah. I mean, um, honestly, he might even have a stronger case. I haven't looked at it, but I, I yeah, Richard he, Hamilton is is tough. Yeah, I don't think Hamilton and not not Prince and, but. and Prince it'd be tough too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hamilton had a. I wonder about Hamilton's college career though, because you got to remember that always uh, plays. Yeah, I always forget about that, and it always kind of skews how I think of the, the NBA Hall of Fame because I'm or the basketball Hall of Fame. There, right. I just did it right there. Yeah. Where where I'll be like, yeah, that guy was okay. I'm like, oh right, yeah. like Christian Leitner's like a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because I think so. I think Rashid being the the personality that he was, it may take him longer than we would think it might take him because of you know, which should be a horrible injustice because that guy yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah. It, that'd be. Silly. I mean, and, and Billups Phillips should be in very quickly I, as well. I think but. there's a case to be made that Ben Wallace is just was such. Like so dominant defensively, such an awesome. Right, we really forget. I think like, we, a lot of ways we forget that because he fell on his face so so quickly once he left Detroit, and there was so, you know yeah. the issues in Chicago and in Cleveland. But man, that guy was the, the, one of the key. I mean, just a huge, huge part yeah. of, of of that team and and defense in the NBA in general. And 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 it was a big story at that time too because he was you know an undersized guy yeah. out of nowhere came you know bounced around the league and then finally found, figured it out and was great yeah. I mean yeah I mean he was a defensive I superstar a yeah I mean I you know yeah. like yeah. you look at like what Steve Nash did on the other side of the ball on offense like I, I you know I don't want to equate the impact exactly but I think like Ben Wallace was like that great of a defensive player you know mm-hmm. I mean, or, yeah, or yeah. there's a case we made that Ben Wallace was that level of a defensive player was so great that he was a d- defensive superstar that like he belongs or is you know was a superstar because of just waiting on that side of the ball Absolutely. I'm looking. Uh, I'm trying to look up uh, Richard Hamilton's uh, college statistics here to see if I can uh, <laughs> save my argument. Well, we here. don't need to bog this down, but but yeah, I just was. <laughs> no, I was I'm curious not, which ones no, you met. So I, I don't know. Yeah, Rashid. I don't know. And and I mean, I th- he deserves to be. I think, but w- whether he actually will, I, that's an interesting question. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Richard Hamilton had a pretty solid college career at 19.8 points per game. Yeah, they won. Two they won a national championship, and right? And won a national title too. Yeah. So maybe, maybe maybe they can make an argument yeah. there. But anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe it's it might it, two for sure. I would say three. All right, and then four could be a little little interesting. Yeah, there. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Tayshawn Prince has another uh, late run in him. But uh, right, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, so. <laughs> we don't know if any of the Hawks, for instance, of you know, twenty fifteen Hawks are going to be Hall of Famers. For instance, you know, I mean that that that's a superstarless team, and obviously what happened to them in the conference finals uh, against Cleveland, you know, makes the case against superstarless teams. But yeah, I, the the Pistons were not really that. 
No, no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, and even when you look at their bench too, I mean, there's a lot of really good players in there. Uh, Antonio McDyess, who's a guy we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. You know, obviously a great player and huge contributions here. You know, Eldon Campbell was on there. You know, yeah, he was yeah. a shell of himself. <laughs> he was pretty old though right. at that point. But yeah, I mean, he still had Lindsay some decent Hunter. talent. Yeah. Team. Yeah, Lindsay Hunter. Sure. You, you know, there, you know the guys that through there that were pretty good too. You know, Mehmet Akor, you know, I mean, a bunch of different guys that were that were. Oh yeah, yeah, Mehmet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he would he would end up years. you know becoming a better player when he went to Utah. Sure. But yeah, it was still a pretty yeah. good player here. And, and don't forget about Darko. This is the uh, the, the first year of Darko. So that's... yeah. Oh, Darko was gone by this time. No, he was he was on this. He team. got traded. Oh, he didn't play in this game. Okay. Yeah, he was. I believe. I thought yeah, he got. I, tra- he was, I thought he got traded uh, in the second. Uh, when did Darko get traded? Maybe you're right. Let 13. me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Again, this is something we should definitely be spending time on right now. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 oh, well. I'm, I'm, we have, I need to figure this out. Let's we see. We have to figure this out. So. Uh, he was traded in 2006. Oh, all right. So another year. With Carlos Arroyo to the Orlando Magic for Kelvin Cato. Yeah, I remember that trade. <laughs> and a uh, and a 2007 first round pick, which was Rodney Stuckey. That's so right. that worked out okay. So yeah. not bad. Yeah. And then uh then. Darko did the Darko thing, and now he's an MMA fighter, he kickboxer, or whatever the hell he is now. So. Yeah, when he he gives his tattoos beer. Yes. yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, back to the subject at hand. <laughs> Wait, what, what were we talking about here? Darko. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Not a good. Name. Yeah, I would have drafted uh, Carmelo. Is what I would have done. Oh no. We're, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, Duncan was awesome in this uh, game. He, I guess he 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 missed. At one point, he had eight straight misses in the game, but he dominated the fourth quarter at 25 and 11. Manu at 23 points. Parker only had eight points and three assists. Um, uh, Billups had 22 points uh, per game for the series, but he was defended by Bruce Bowen in the second half of game seven, and uh, that worked out better um, for um, that worked out better for the yeah. Pistons, or excuse me, for the Spurs in this series. Yeah, and that's if you watch a lot of the highlights, you'll see yeah. one of the famous ones is, is Billups going up for three, you know, pretty late in the game, yeah. and Bowen just blocking right. it, just being all exactly. over that guy the entire time. Yeah. And 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 that's another guy too that we sort of forget as like the stopper for a lot of those Spurs teams was a Bruce Bowen, where they would say, okay, you know, there you go, and it would allow you know Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, and those guys to sort of have a little bit of uh, of an edge, you know, have their own ability on offense. I mean, he like a Kawhi Leonard these days really helps you know soften the load by by taking on the best guy you know pretty much every single time and and, and doing a great job of it as well yeah definitely um and robert ori of course um did, did robert ori <laughs> thinks yes yeah robert ori uh 15 points five rebounds and uh two or three from three because yeah. of course and he, he made did. a big was it game five he made that big shot uh game five or game six i i, I can't recall exactly I think it was one, game yeah, five because the pistons won game six right Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, so yeah, yeah. game five, he hit that game winning shot because you know he's Robert Ory. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, the Pistons would have won the series. Goddamn course, Robert Ory. Yeah. yeah. And Rashid like helped off him, and then like realized like, oh shit, what did I do? And then oh, that's yeah. Robert Ory. And, <laughs> and then he's gonna kill yeah, me, isn't he? Exactly. Robert Ory, man, that's that's yeah, unbelievable. In my brain, <laughs> in my just... brain, that was a game seven play. Like before we looked into this again, I, I was thinking I thought was it was game too. Seven. Yeah, yeah, but, but no, you're, you're that, that was like a game winning shot. I mean, or close to game winning shot. So. Um, so obviously, I mean, this game was thrilling as well, but that one would have been, that would have been higher on the list had it been a game seven. Oh, absolutely. An interesting quote here real quick. Uh, you, you talked about Ginobili and I think, um, you know, Duncan was a little prophetic here. He said, I don't even think we've scratched the surface of him, you know, talking about Ginobili. He's going to continue to grow and we're going to continue to grow around him. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty decent uh, <laughs> prediction, and you really wouldn't think Tony Parker would become as valuable as he became. But I mean, I, I would think really, you know, that's the guy who became the man in that team for a lot of years. But Shinobi had his few his little runs as well that where he was pretty solid. So uh, the interesting part about this, uh, real quick before we get out of here, uh, or 
you know, move on to the next game here. Uh, Spurs avoided the stigma of becoming the first team to lose six and seven at home uh, since the league went to the two three two you know scheduling format in 1985. We talked about that a little bit, and then of course Larry Brown did Larry Brown things uh, after this. You know, I, you're probably shocked, but Larry Brown was not comfortable in a job and decided he wanted to leave and, and try something else. What? Uh, yeah, I, it, I I know it's very very unique, but uh, Larry Brown then left uh, after this year to go coach the New York Knicks. And I, I am assuming that went very swimmingly and everything was A-OK in uh, New York. Uh, so I would imagine so. Him and Steve Francis and Stephen Marbury, yeah. they decided, you know what, hey, let's get, let's get together and let's make this thing happen. And uh, I'll be damned they made it happen. And we'll talk about their uh, Game 7 <laughs> finals win right after this. Um, Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, or <laughs> oh, maybe six, maybe six, we'll go mind. to yeah, okay. yes, we'll go to uh, number so nine on the list. Yes, so that yeah. the 2006 New York Knicks right game seven NBA Finals right. ranked higher. Absolutely. Okay, well, yeah, I can't that, wait to see when that comes. Well, well, that'll that'll be impressive. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, the Boston Celtics against the Los Angeles Lakers in 1966. The Celtics winning 95 to 93. This was the eighth title in a row for the uh, Celtics. Their their final in that in Must that be stretch. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this was the the fifth time they will beat the Lakers in the finals during the uh, Russell era. Um, they also beat the Hawks uh, three times and the Warriors uh, once, beating the Lakers seven times during that uh, stretch. So pretty good. Um, this is for the the final game of Red Auerbach's coaching career. It is after losing game one of the series, he announced that Russell would be his replacement as coach. Um, and Russell became the first African-American uh, coach in NBA history. Um, this was also the first season after uh, Elgin Baylor's uh, knee injury in which he uh, it was a serious one. He, although was still very good, was never quite the same superstar player mm-hmm. um, after that point. Um, he did average 25 and 16 in the series, but was on 39 percent shooting. This was also uh, Gail Goodrich's first year um, playing for the Lakers. He, of course, would be uh, he'd be a bigger star for them on their in their 72 winning title team. Um, they also had Walt Hazard, Leroy Hellis, and Reed LaRusso. Uh, this was John Helvichuk's first year as a starter after Tom Heinsohn's retirement. Uh, Don Nelson stepped in as the sixth man, and Casey Jones was still around. Sam Jones was still around. Thatch Sanders and Larry Siegfried were also uh, contributors. Um, Russell, with another impressive stat line of uh, 25 points and 32 rebounds. Uh, <laughs> Havlicek at 16 and 16. Um Sam Jones at 22 and five West had um, 36 and uh, 10 uh, Baylor was 18 and 14, but six of 22 for um, field goal uh, percentage. So um, the Celtics raced out to a big lead thanks to a bad first half from Baylor and West to combine three of 18 from the field. But the uh, Lakers were able to whittle the lead down to to six points with 20 seconds left and then cut it to two with four seconds left. And, just the amazing like amount of like dumb things that the Celtics did during this time. Like Russell had a really terrible turnover. Like it went off his foot and there was another steal during that play. And I mean, they just kept getting it back and uh, you know, being able to cut it off and you know, like uh, you know, Red Auerbach had already like, you know, lit his cigar, which was kind of like his symbol for um, you know, for the game is over. So they, uh, they came very close to um you know making him choke on that cigar making a mockery of the uh, <laughs> of the cigar yeah right um so um but the 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 Celtics were able to kind of get it past uh half court and um 
were able to uh, dribble out the uh, clock with a wall of fans <laughs> basically pre- running on the court and protecting the ball, <laughs> yeah. kind of keeping it from uh, anything from happening. So, uh, um, <laughs> and yeah, I guess Russell like was knocked down during it. Uh, orange juice containers in the Boston spout spilled across the floor. Satch Sanders lost his shirt to the crowd. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it was a it was a pretty crazy scene. And the clip that we watched it was interesting because like the Celtics players are commenting over it. So like they're talking about and yeah, they don't quite remember exactly how it happened. I think it's like a little bit, you know, confusing. It's a little bit surprised by stuff that happens, and it's just kind of funny to watch it with, uh, uh, in that setting. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 very unique. Yeah, it's not something you're going to see these days where. Uh... They, they have trouble getting the inbound in because maybe, maybe there'd be fireworks going off or something like that right. these days. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But there, it's... There's a few. There's three or four of these game sevens that end like have. There's like a threat of like the crowd. Like I mean, like the crowd is like you know like hovering over and wanting to rush and like the players and like are like oh no you get back get back we need space right, right, you know right. that kind of thing. So um, you know this happens in other finals that we you know we can uh, we can chat about. But um, yeah, it's um, interesting stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a fun game and a, a definitely a worthy one to, to last. And yeah, like you said, it really you look at the box score and you look at, the, you, know, you know, the quarter by quarter. And yeah, it, it looked like it was going to be a laugher. But really, a, you know, it was a cigar game. <laughs> Red got the cigar. Right, but man, that would have been something else if, if it would have been the comeback. But yeah, it didn't quite get there. And that's why it's, you know, seventh on our list and not a little bit higher. But uh, but definitely a fun game and, and just a historic one. I mean, my guy, how many times are we going to talk Celtics Lakers? You know, let alone in, in, in this series, we've talked about them in, in all these playoffs and then let alone in, in, in specifically in these finals, you know, series that we've talked about. Just so many references to these teams and these guys. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you really it's just, it's hard to appreciate until you really, really look at it and go, man, these teams just just do not go away yeah. ever. Well, Bill Russell had five game seven finals and he won all five. So, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, that's it's, so. it's like. It's like I, I'm sick of talking about the guy. Right. Okay. He yeah, was good. He was really good. Yeah. Like, you got a lot of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 30 rebounds. 30 rebounds. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All like, right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 20 points, 30 rebounds. Cool, all dude. Right. Cool story, yeah. Russell. Yeah. That's sweet, man. Yeah. yeah. Red Auerbrock. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's these guys. So always, always did it when it counted. Never. Yeah. Can't take that. Uh, all right. Jealous. I'm just jealous is all. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to have a team. Why can't my team do that? Yeah. I guess yeah. my team wants to. I guess we should just treat the Celtics as our team. That would have been. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, no. no, too late. No. All right. Uh, so we're um, we'll be back soon with uh, more shows on the uh, game sevens of the NBA finals. So check them out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.